Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello once again, everybody. We're back for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And for the third week in a row, my good friend Mike Ruff, who's from the West Coast, where it's much warmer today than it is in Lawrence, Kansas. You guys are hearing this sometime in May, and so it's it's warm everywhere. But uh, we're actually recording it on the 18th of February. And a couple of mornings ago when I woke up, it was 15 degrees below zero. Mike, I assume it's a little warmer where you are today. Yeah, it's probably in the 50s today. Yeah, well, it's not here, but it will be. I'm in uh, Northern California right now, which is a little cooler in the wintertime than it is in, in the South. Well, I know that it's a great place where you guys live, and it's because I've met some of your friends from there and, and heard you all talk about it. But I won't give your uh, introduction again, but I, I want to pick up where we left off in one of the earlier discussions we had about what happened to you then after you uh, had another awakening and started seeing that God the Father was in Christ Jesus at the cross reconciling the entire world or the entire cosmos to him. And Steve McVeigh was instrumental in helping you see that. We we all know it's the Holy Spirit in us. But then what happened in your life? Then uh, let me start off by asking, you've got a a beautiful, wonderful wife who I understand was an even better salesperson than you are. Successful, yeah. Was she always right along with you with this? What happened there? No, she was not. Not initially. (laughs) But I think about the same time I mentioned, you know, Bill before. And uh, he was a couple of years after me in, in understanding this truth. And I think June was about the same period of time, a year and a half to two years, something like that. So it was really something we really couldn't talk about very much. It's like uh, Bill didn't want to hear it. Nobody wanted to hear it. I'll tell you about that in a second, because I, I got mad at God about that. But first of all, I'd like to, I would like to mention that in 2009, and I didn't remember this when I began to see the truth. But a friend of mine named John, I won't give his last name now, but I do want to give him credit because he was the guy who he gave me some scriptures that pointed out the universal salvation of Jesus Christ. He's the only person that I had ever known who really that I knew who believed that nobody. I I never ran around with anybody who who was universal in their belief. They were either Arminian or they were um, Calvinist. Calvinist. Yeah. You know, I'm 80 years old, folks. So I'm I'm. Pardon my memory lapses. Anyway. I'd like to forget about Calvinism, but. <laughs> John was a good friend, and, and but he reminded me when I told him later on that I'd never heard it before. He said, oh, yeah, you did. He said, here. And I, he went to his computer and got out the verses that he'd given to me. And then I remembered. So, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So he planted the seeds originally. And then it was two years later that the Holy Spirit harvested me, I guess. Whatever. You, so, but anyway, uh, so where were we going now? You asked me. Once you started getting this, well, you said, first of all, you got mad at God. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, I was going to tell you. I was driving down the road one day. I tried to talk to people. One guy who we usually met on Sunday mornings before we went to fellowship. And we met at a coffee shop. 
and we would talk about the Lord and about stuff. But when I came to this understanding and tried to share with him, he did not want to hear it. He said, don't talk to me about that. And we have not had a whole lot of contact since. I've gone to see him a couple of times because I just want to tell him, hey, I love you, you know, and and uh, so and he has kind of pulled back a little bit from the harshness that he that he had. But anyway, I'm trying to get people to listen and share that my friends and nobody wants to listen. So I'm driving down the road one day and I said, all right, God, I quit. I'm not going to tell anybody anymore about this. I'm not going to tell them this because I said, you're not helping. And so I I did. I said, and so I quit. And from, it seemed like in the back seat, of course, it was in my head. The Holy Spirit said, go ahead and quit if you can. And I busted out laughing. I did. I, I, you know, I was mad at God. And then then the Holy Spirit said, if you can. And then I busted, because I knew I couldn't. I knew that the message of the full gospel, that Jesus Christ has saved the entire world, how can I not tell anybody, you know? And yeah. uh, so I gave that up and I said, okay, you're not helping. So I'm going to start a Bible class because I'm going to find somebody who will listen. And I had a friend who had at one time, as, as I shared things with him, this was before I understood the universal salvation. And he said, I wish I had your faith. And I said, well, you do. I said, we all have the same faith. I said, just where you put it. So he was the first guy. I went to the coffee shop and he was there. And I said, hey, I'm going to start a Bible class. You want to come? He said, yeah. And he was not a religious person or, you know, spiritual thinking person much at all. But he knew what I had taught him before. And he, he was going through some troublesome stuff. And so he said, yeah. And so he started coming. And I forget who else. And of course, my wife being the faithful wife, even if she, even though she didn't agree with me at the time, she came, you know, and we started out with about, I don't know, 10 or 12 people. I told my buddy Carl, I, and Carl came and I said, Carl, I said, just give me 10 or 12 people. That's all I want from the Lord, you know. And so that's about what we have. And uh, I've not tried to make it grow or anything. We just meet together and have a good time. At first you met in person, right? Now we're on Zoom. I would go ahead and meet in person, but I don't want to put any pressure on anybody to feel like they have to come or anything. So we're going to stay on Zoom until this pandemic is over. And and uh, so that's that's where we are in there. But anyway, and even we started out, we didn't even have a name. We didn't put a name on it. But finally, I said, well, we have to, we need to, some way to designate that, you know, where we meet and so on. So I, I would have been preaching, you know, we have no law. There's the Mosaic law does not affect us. It has no bearing on us. And so I said, you guys have any idea about a name? And this one gal said, how about Lawless? <laughs> lawless Grace. So that's what we call it. call ourselves Lawless Grace Fellowship. Law hyphen less uh, Grace yeah. Fellowship. Yeah. And that's wonderful. And so when you do get back to meeting in person, it's going to be a little hard for some of your people to come because you've got one guy in Luxembourg, <laughs> and you've got some people in uh, in Ohio, and uh, tell about your wonderful group. Yeah, well, we've got people really kind of from all walks of life. One couple that you know and you've met uh, online, and they used to live in Sacramento. Now they've moved a little farther north, and they've retired from their work. And my sister is part of our fellowship, and my sister really has always been basically ahead of me in understanding. She's been always more grace-oriented 
when she was still in the church we used to belong to, we had attended the same church. She was far more grace-oriented than I. And when I came up with the understanding of universal salvation, she just jumped right on it. She was one of the few people who did that. She said, I believe that. Basically, she'd already believed it, but she didn't really have probably the verses for it and stuff. But well, yeah, we've got uh, Paolo, a guy from Luxembourg, and uh, he, he found us. He's been 10 years having left organized religion and basically Arminian type thing like we were a part of and uh, has been searching for a place to rest, I guess, a place to fellowship. And he picked us. (laughs) And uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, One of these days, he'll probably have his own fellowship. I keep telling him because sometimes he'll get on there and he'll talk to me for 15 minutes and preaching a sermon. You know, and I said, wow, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> Well, you've kind of taken him under your wing. I, I know that you call back and forth with him and Zoom stuff. And Yes, we've had other people come and go. We don't put any hold on anybody, any pressure on anybody. Come, you know, we don't take offerings. I just thank him for a place that I can unload this message. Okay. So that's what I told the Lord. I said, you know, uh, if you're not going to help. I'm going to start my own Bible class, you know, and then hope you show up. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you know, and then about the same time, I I can't remember now which it started first was the radio program. I had been paying for the time for another guy to have uh, his radio program on on the local radio station. And then but when I came to see what I saw in terms of uh, the doctrine, he was not there and he wasn't going there. And basically, I lost his friendship. So I decided to start my own radio program. And I invited two other guys. One of them uh, is now with the Lord. He had an operation and blood clot hit him and uh, took him out. And he was actually on K-Love Radio. He was a uh, DJ and a news broadcast on uh, K-Love Radio. Yeah. And then Bill Rose. I got Bill Rose from Steve McVeigh's website. Oh, really? Yeah. I went to Steve McVeigh's website just looking around on it, and I saw the different people that he had that were followers of his. And there's Bill Rose in Grass Valley. I thought, are you kidding me? You know, and so I contacted him, and we got together and started sharing. And I did not give full disclosure about what I really was believing at this point. Okay. But I liked what he had to say, and I'm pretty sure we could get along. So, that's we all three started on that back out of 2012 somewhere along there i don't know we call the radio program conversations in christ because it was three of us having a conversation about different things about either the bible or jesus and so on so anyway the one guy from caleb after a while i got to be a little more bold in what i was sharing and immediately i began to see a little less conversation from this one and finally he came to me, he said, I, I have to quit. He said, I, I just can't go along with, with what you're sharing. And I said, I, yeah, I said, I could sense that. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, but i tell you what, the spot is always open. Do you want to come back? Well, unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately for him, he's with Jesus now, but he's gone. And a few months after that, Bill all of a sudden, was he had his own a little Bible class that he had, and he started teaching 1 Corinthians 13. He was teaching it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the Lord hit him with the message of the universal salvation. He saw it in a whole different place in the Bible than I did. So 
he came to me, he said, you know, he said, after he started sharing this, he said, you know, I was about to quit. I said, I know it. I could sense it, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> but, but he obviously now we're together. And, and uh, so we have a lot of fun. My son, Dennis too, is our uh, tech guy and he shares once in a while, but he believes like we do. Great. Is he involved in your company? He worked for us at one time, but he got injured and, and uh, he's now retired. And he was military and he was already retired of military because he got injured in the service. So you got a teacher's degree, did your student teaching and never taught. I got a teacher's degree, did my student teaching and never taught. And now we're both teachers. You think maybe God had a plan? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You know, God's really sneaky. Matter of fact, I say this. I say he messes in our life. (laughs) And I've used that term. And of course, I believe when we're free, Jesus said, you're free. You should be free indeed. I believe I'm totally free. And I can tell God anything I want. And I tell people, I say, hey, if you can't tell God to go to hell, you're not free yet. And I don't think I've told him that. But basically, when we worry, when we fret, we're telling God we don't trust you, right? Yeah. We don't really trust you. We say we do, but then we go around, we worry and fret about things and and stew about things. And folks, I'm not saying that I don't. I'm saying, okay. But when I do, I recognize that I'm not trusting. And I'm basically telling God, you know, go somewhere else because we're not really trusting. We say we are, but unfortunately, we're not very honest with ourselves. I just would love to see everybody get a little more honest with themselves and get more honest with God because he knows everything anyway. This is the thing I used to to say in the church I attended. Oh, he's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything, you know, but I conducted my life as though he was nowhere around. Yeah. Now, when I was in church, it was one thing, but when I was out somewhere else, it was another thing. But that is basically what so many Christians do. If they're not at church, where's God? Well, they left him in those four walls, and uh, they thought they did, but he's with us. And I used to say he's omniscient, knows everything, and I, but I conducted my life like he didn't. And finally, when I woke up to the fact, wait a minute, he really does know everything. <laughs> so, why am I trying to hide anything? You know, I gave up trying to hide anything from God because I can't. It's impossible, okay? Well, that's exactly right. And as you've, uh, I don't know if you came right out and said this, but you kind of danced around it. He has a great sense of humor. He does mess with us, and he can take anything we say or whatever. He Boy, he's the definition of a perfect friend because he is our perfect friend. And I, too, obviously, like you, I think you realize this. I'm not 100% perfect at what I teach. (laughs) But I noticed even those of us who really are further along on the journey of unconditional love and grace and finished work, we can still worry about things. We can still get anxious about things. Basically, what I've come to see is when I do that, when I worry, when I get anxious, I just don't include God in my thoughts. I just don't. And we're so close and such good friends, which which he is with everybody. People just don't know it yet. You know, sometimes he'll just jerk me back to my senses, it's sort of like slapping me in the face and saying, that gimmick. Come on, you know, you're you're not including me. You're not including me in those thoughts. If you did, you wouldn't be worrying. Bill wrote something the other day, and you probably saw it. He probably sent it to you, where he's having a conversation with, with God, and, and God's kind of sounds like he's being kind of mean to Bill. 
but it's not. And the Lord talks to Bill and me about the same way, which sometimes in almost a sarcastic manner, because that's what we understand. And God's able, he, he's not, you know, Mr. I don't see God as just you know, being this Mr. Softy, Namby, Pamby. Now, is, does he love us? Does he sometimes talk to us like, uh, like we need to be talked to? And I say yes. And I'm happy with that because I understand that. And that kind of drags me and gets me back on yeah. the right track. Yeah. Yeah. And which is, which is all he's trying to do. It's just, oh, you know, he is. he's not, he's not trying to hurt us or anything else or maybe even make no. us feel bad. Yeah. I didn't, you know, the thing that Bill wrote didn't make him feel bad, just caused him to realize the truth. And every time I realize the truth, whether it's something negative about me or positive, I'm happy. Yeah. Because, me too. Because it's true. And, uh, and truth sets us free. Yeah. And, being free, I, I mean, I spent the uh, first 35 years of my life in spiritual bondage and uh, in church bondage. And and so I know what that's like. But now, and I've spent the last uh, 45 years in freedom, or at least walking out of bondage into freedom. And I'm freer now than I've ever been in terms of my experience. Now, we are all free. Everybody has been freed. This is what I think, you know, that a lot of people don't understand. You've been freed. I don't care if you're in bondage and, you know, up to your neck in bondage and religion and so on. You have been freed. You just don't know it. Yeah. And when you don't know it, it doesn't do you much good. And this is where faith comes in. And faith does not free you. Faith lets you experience your freedom. Yeah. And so we talked about that yeah. last night in the Bible class. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as Steve McVeigh says, yes, the Jesus finished work on the cross was for everyone. Do we have to believe? Well, yes, we have to believe not to get saved, but to enjoy it, to experience it, to experience the freedom we have until we believe that in I'll say it this way. It's not a good term, but I'll say it, it doesn't do us any good until we know it. Now, ultimately, it will. But you and I have, and many others of us, have the great privilege of sharing with people and being there with them sometimes when the light comes on. And it's a great time to be alive, and it's uh, it's wonderful to be doing what we're doing. And it's wonderful for me to get to do it with you. Yeah, well, the thing is, we're all in the same boat. The problem is we don't all experience the ride alike, okay? Yeah. And it takes believing to experience it and the way God has it for you and enjoying the trip. We're all on the same trip headed home, but we're yeah. not, not everybody's experiencing it. So, yeah, some of us are experiencing smooth sailing, and for others, the water's a little more choppy. <laughs> yeah, now the smooth sailing is not necessarily physical. We all got problems we have to go through and all that kind of stuff. Believing what we believe does not make everything work out just fine physically. We still have deaths and we have sicknesses and all that kind of stuff. But it's internally in our souls where we are enjoying the love and the life of Jesus Christ in us. And we get to share that. We do indeed. And gosh, Mike, thank you so much for doing these three episodes. Thank you more than that, just for being my friend and coming to see me in Lawrence, Kansas, and accepting me unconditionally. And uh, as we get ready to close up, tell people once again how they can connect with you. It's uh, Mike Ruff, R-O-U-G-H, at Comcast.net. That's my email. And then uh, Mike Ruff on YouTube. You can go there. We have a, uh, I have a YouTube channel. 
you can find it under Lawless Grace, but it's easier to find it under Mike Ruff. And then we have a website called conversationsinchrist.com or .org, either one, in which you can hear our radio program. We have a radio program on Sunday mornings at 8.30 on a local radio station called KNCO, but we do post it on the website, conversationsinchrist.com. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this, Paul. And um, there's tons more I could say, but <laughs> I've said enough. Anyway, thank you. And I love everybody out there. Thank you, Mike. And thanks to everybody for being with us today for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.